Welcome to the Sunday morning service. You're listening to the First Century Apostolic Church FCAC Tema Community 5, Ghana. We preach, teach, and live the complete and unadulterated Word of God with genuine miracles, signs, and wonders taking place at every meeting with the Holy Spirit. Our aim is the following the steps of the apostles and disciples of the First Century Church founded by our Lord Jesus Christ. Get ready, therefore, for a powerful encounter with the Word and power of God, brought to you by Reverend Dr. V.C.Y. Edwards, the General Overseer of FCAC. He is a seasoned man of God who is blessed with a powerful teaching and deliverance ministry. Join us every Sunday at 9 a.m. prompt for our morning church services. Your life will never be the same again. God richly bless you as you join us in the service. Praise the Lord. Let's give the Lord a much better clap of him. Amen. Are we all ready for the word of God? Let's close our eyes, lift up our right hands and pray. Our eternal God of mercy, once again, it's time to declare your word. The Lord, your word is spirit and it is life. It's my prayer again, the Lord, this morning, you put your word in my mouth. Give me insight, wisdom, and grant me to have revelational knowledge. Let the entrance of your word this morning bring light. What about the darkness? Let it bring understanding to the simple. Deliverance to everyone living in bondage. This morning, Lord, let your word bring prosperity to everyone living below the poverty line. Let your word honor and glorify your name. In the lives of every hearer, in Jesus' name, amen. Let's all be seated. Can you give me a bit, a bit more volume and a bit more Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. This morning, we continue our teachings on the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Last week, we dealt with a very major portion concerning prophecy. And today we continue with still the gifts of the Holy Spirit that speak. We're looking at the speaking gifts. The speaking gifts. We said in our introduction that there are three groups of these gifts of the Holy Spirit. There are gifts that speak called the utterance or the vocal gifts. And there are gifts of the Holy Spirit that reveal, which are called the revelational gifts. And yet, the third group, the group containing what we call the power gifts, they are gifts that do things. They are the action gifts, power gifts. This morning, we continue with part two of Gifts of the Holy Spirit that speak. So the title is Gifts of the Holy Spirit that speak, part two. Beloved, let me emphasize one again that the understanding of these gifts are lacking in the lives of many believers, even in many so-called pastors, don't seem to understand what these gifts mean and how they operate. They don't seem to have knowledge into this. And uh, if you, 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 you stand in error, if you are in error, you make mistakes with 
the Holy Spirit, in whose ministry we are now, then you are vulnerable. You are open to all kinds of manipulations, all kinds of uh, workings of the enemy without your knowing it. You might even be op operating with another spirit without knowing it. As a pastor or as a church member, you might be operating with a different spirit without even knowing it. And that's why I will urge, I will plead with everyone who is interested in these topics to listen carefully, take down notes, and search the scriptures yourselves. And my prayer is that the Holy Ghost himself will give you better and better understanding. Amen. So let's go to 1 Corinthians 14. 1 Corinthians 14, verses 1 to 19. 1 Corinthians 14, 1 to 19. Gifts of the Holy Spirit that speak. Part 2. 1 Corinthians 14, 1 to 19. Pursue love and desire spiritual gifts, but especially that you may prophesy. For he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men, but to God. For no one understands him. However, in the spirit, he speaks mysteries. But he who prophesies speaks edification and exhortation and comfort to men. He who speaks in a tongue edifies himself. But he who prophesies edifies the church. I wish you all spoke with tongues. But even more that you prophesied. For he who prophesies is greater than he who speaks with tongues. Unless, indeed, he interprets that a church may be, that a church may receive edification. But now, brethren, if I come to you speaking with tongues, what shall I profit to you unless I speak to you either by revelation, by knowledge, by prophesying, or by teaching? Even things without life, even things without life, whether flute or harp. <laughs> when they make a sound, unless they make a distinction in the sounds, how will it be known what is piped or played? For if the trumpet makes an uncertain sound, who will prepare for battle? So likewise, you, unless you utter by the tongue words easier to understand, how will it be known what is spoken? For you'll be speaking into the air. There are, it may be, so many kinds of languages in the world, and none of them is without significance. Therefore, if I do not know the meaning of the language, I shall be a foreigner to him who speaks. And he who speaks with a foreigner, and he who speaks will be a foreigner to me. Even so, you, since you are zealous for spiritual gifts, let it be for the edification of the church that we seek to excel. Therefore, let him who speaks in a tongue pray that he may interpret. For if I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays, but my understanding is unfruitful. What is the conclusion then? I will pray with the spirit, and I will also pray with the understanding. I will sing with the spirit and I also sing with the understanding. Otherwise, if you bless with the spirit, how will you occupy the place of the uninformed say amen at your giving of thanks since he does not understand what you say? For you indeed give thanks well, but the other is not edified. I thank my God I speak with tongues more than you all. Yet in the church, I would rather speak five words with my understanding 
that I may teach others so, and I may teach others also, than 10,000 words in a tongue. Amen. Praise the Lord. This morning we're looking at diverse tongues and the interpretation of tongues. The gift of diverse tongues and the gift of the interpretation of tongues. These are gifts that speak. Tongue here means language. That is, we don't understand. When you say tongues, we're not referring to the physical tongue. Language. We're talking about language that we don't understand. The definition of diverse tongues, when we say diverse tongues, we are referring to a supernatural utterance a supernatural utterance in an unknown tongue. Remember when we say prophecy, prophecy is in a known tongue. It's in a known language. Prophecy is in a language that you understand. So we say it's a, it's a known tongue. It can be English, tree, fancy, ever, whatever. But you understand that language, that prophecy. And when it comes to tongues, it is in an unknown tongue. Unknown tongue. And it was never learned. It's a tongue that was never learned. You, did, you are not taught how to speak it. And it's not understood by the, man, by the mind <laughs> of anyone. Let me see that again. Diverse tongues is first of all supernatural. It's not a natural thing, it's a supernatural thing. Supernatural thing. Um, and it is an utterance, it is a speech. Somebody is saying it. And it's not understood because it's in an unknown tongue. Sometimes we don't understand. Even a person speaking it does not understand what he or she is saying. It was never learned. It's not something you learn. And it's not something that you understand at any time. You never learn it. And you will never understand it. You will never learn it. And there will never come a time when you will understand it. Don't forget these things. And uh, it comes in two ways. It manifests in two ways. When we say tongues, there are two kinds of tongues. So diverse tongues manifest or comes in two different ways. They are both tongues, which we don't learn, which we don't understand, but they come in two ways. There's one we call devotional tongues. Devotional. Devotional. And this does not need interpretation. Devotional tongues do not require that they be interpreted. And this is a prayer language. When we are praying, and we pray in tongues, no one expects that your prayer will be interpreted or translated. Hello? It's all part of diverse tongues. A devotional type is a prayer language. Prayer language. And does not require any interpretation. So that when you decide to pray in tongues and you switch to tongues, you are speaking a supernatural language that you don't understand. The person hearing you does not understand and should not ask or you must not ask God for an interpretation or even a translation. What comes a difference between interpretation and translation? Later on. So that is, a, that is the first variety, the first type. The second type is what we call the gift of tongue. It's still a gift, what I call the gift of tongue. Now, this one requires interpretation. This requires, this needs to be interpreted because it is prophetic in nature. The devotional one is you yourself praying to God. God it's only God who understands what you are saying. You yourself, you don't understand. You don't understand it. But when we say that gift of tongues, 
that is prophetic in nature and needs, requires to be interpreted. That requires interpretation. That's the difference between these two types of diverse tongues. Note this carefully. So that you will not be deceived. So you know at any time which type of gift is operating. It is important as a believer to know, to be very knowledgeable in things that go on in the church. Things that go on in the church. Jesus said that, make disciples of all nations, teaching them, teaching them all that I've taught you. Teachings are very important. Without teachings, as a believer, you cannot grow. You cannot mature. Not only that, without teachings, you become open, vulnerable to deception. To deception. People taking advantage of you because they can see that you are ignorant. Paul said, therefore, concerning spiritual gifts, I do not want you to be ignorant. Because if you are ignorant in that area, then even you might lose your salvation. You might even lose your life because of that. And you might even be taken advantage of the extent that you may even go out of your mind. Out of your mind. And you may realize that somebody has cheated you so much that you even refuse to serve God anymore, thinking that every church is like that. That that's how God is. And it's not, it's not so. No, sir. No, madam. Therefore, pay careful attention to these things. So we are saying that tongues is not the learning of languages. It's not learning of languages. And as you can see, everyone may have his or her own brand of tongue speaking. And you cannot change it. My tongues, I cannot just change it. The way I speak tongues, the same. From beginning to the end, I cannot change it. Each time I open my mouth to speak tongues, the same. And only spirit-filled or spirit-baptized believers can have the gift of tongues. Know this carefully. So if you know somebody to be not spirit-filled, not Holy Ghost baptized, and the person is speaking tongues to you, prophesying to you, then know that it is false. He has either learned it, or pretending it, or faking it. So every point I'm making here is significant. Important. Only spirit-filled or spirit-baptized Christians, believers, can have this gift. Because it's not something that you acquire. It's not something you learn. Not something that's given to you. It's not a language that you learn. Praise the Lord. Are we getting something this morning? Acts 2 verse 4. Acts chapter 2, verse 4. Acts 2, verse 4. Oh, let's take it 1 to 4. Acts 2, 1 to 4. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. They were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly, there came a sound from heaven. The sound came from heaven. As of a rushing mighty wind, and they filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire, and one sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. First, they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. Then they began to speak with other tongues as the Holy Spirit gave them utterance. Amen. First Corinthians 14, verse 5. First Corinthians 14, 
verse 5. 1 Corinthians 14, 5. I wish you all spoke with tongues. I wish you all spoke with tongues. Therefore, it's possible that it is possible in the church, all of us, in fact, all of us must speak in tongues. But even more that you prophesied. For he who prophesies is greater than he who speaks with tongues. Unless indeed he interprets that a church may receive edification. In other words, because the person who prophesies edifies the church, he or she is more beneficial to the church than he who speaks in tongues without interpretation. No, this is the meaning of what the Bible is saying. Does it mean that if you prophesy, then you are the greatest in the church? No. It's because the prophecy edifies the church. So prophecy is more beneficial. Now, prophecy is a prophecy that is greater than tongues that are without interpretation. Not you, the person. It's prophecy that is greater than tongues that are not interpreted. But when tongues are interpreted, they also edify the church. And therefore, they are the same, same level as prophecy. But if they are not interpreted, then they are not of, they are not of any use to the church. And therefore, prophecy then becomes greater than tongues that are not interpreted. Church, clap your hands for Jesus. Now, the next important thing is, where does this gift operate? Where does this gift operate? Where do you see this gift in operation? First of all, talking about a person, you say, where does this gift operate? Where, do you, where should we see this gift? It begins with a person. It's somebody who's going to manifest, manifest this gift of the Holy Spirit. So, it begins with the, with the fact that the gift of tongues is for the holy. It's seen in the holy. The gift of tongues is seen in the holy. Just say, I'm holy. Say, I am holy. Praise the Lord. 1 Corinthians 14, verse 23. It is seen, it is a gift for the holy. It is a gift for the holy. It's a gift, but it's for the holy. So 1 Corinthians 14, 23. Therefore, if the whole church comes, comes together in one place, and all speak with tongues, and there come in those who are uninformed or unbelievers. Would they not say that you are out of your mind? What does this scripture mean? Here we have a whole assembly of believers. Christians speaking in tongues. Then comes an un unbeliever or somebody who is uninformed. And don't forget, an unbeliever is not holy. So here comes in somebody who is not holy. And it comes to the church. The church means that everyone here is holy. And therefore, because you are holy, you are all speaking in tongues. Then somebody comes in who is not holy, uninformed, and unbelieving. That person is not holy. Different from you. So that person has come into a holy congregation. Though you may not see it on his face or her face, here is an unbeliever, an unholy person who has walked into a holy convocation, a holy gathering. And he sees something happening through the power of the Holy Spirit. So what is his conclusion? Conclusion is that you are all crazy. He is uninformed <laughs> and unbelieving. So you are all crazy. But you and I know that we are not crazy. Praise the Lord. <laughs> So, he cannot speak in tongues because he's unholy. He's uninformed. <laughs> and even his conclusion 
so that he doesn't even qualify. The Holy Ghost will not manifest his gifts to him. Well, he doesn't qualify. Saying that we are out of our, we are crazy. We are over Adam. Praise the Lord. And it, 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 it happens all the time. First of all, this gift, this is a gift for the holy. It's a gift for the holy. Then verse 23, so the 14, verse, sorry, 26, 26, sorry. How is it then, brethren? Whenever, how is it then, brethren? Whenever you come together, each of you has a psalm, has a teaching, has a tongue, has a revelation, has an interpretation. Let all things be done for edification. Here we have a case where the Bible is talking about the ideal stage. The ideal stage that where every church must come to. And when we come together, we are so holy, we are so filled that everyone, every one of us has something spiritual to edify the church with. Everybody has something spiritual with which or by which to edify the church. So Paul is saying here, how is it then, brethren? Whenever you come together, each of you has a psalm. Each of you has a psalm. Every time we come together, every Sunday, Friday, the music department has a song. Today they sang a new song. And may they continue to, to sing new songs every day. Praise the Lord. Or song new sings. <laughs> Depending on how you look at it. Each of you has a psalm. <laughs> has a teaching. Has a teaching. In other words, we all, at some point, some must be able to teach. Some must be able to teach. Has a tongue. Speaking in tongues. Has a revelation. Has an interpretation. Let all things be done for edification. In other words, whatever you do because you are holy, let it be for edification. Everything you do, especially in the house of God, let it be for edification. Simple of that. Now, these, these are all things that edify the church. And each of you must have some of it, one of it, several of it, to edify the church. So these gifts operate only in the holy. They are a gift for the holy. And may you all be holy church. May you all be holy church. When we come together, Whenever you come together, it only these gifts operate only when we come together. So remember that. Only when we come together. So when you are in town, Mami Sakwinde, praise the Lord. I like to give that example. <laughs> you are going you are somewhere. You are going you are somewhere. Then somebody calls you with authority, hey, brah. They, they, they like to have, you know, take control. Brah. Then they start telling you things that are, that are in fact true. They begin to tell you things that are true. What that person is telling you is true. Very often they are frivolous things. Other things that will put fear into you or things that are frivolous. You know, things that are, they are not important. Like, oh, this morning you ate Tom Brown, and so what? And I know you are going here to buy mosquito coil, and so what? Yes, I am, and so what? <laughs> they are flimsy, frivolous things just to capture your attention, dominate you, and then extort you. The next thing they give you a telephone number, call me this. I have something more to tell you. I share more. I share more. <laughs> I remember many years ago when we were in medical school, we had a, a, a medical student who was a very strong Christian. Very, very powerful Christian. And we were, we, we were on break in between lectures. We were on break, so we were all standing there talking. Medical And there was this guy, you know, these uh, people who put on white. And they go and say, I shall you know, you know, are they still around? You don't see them all. There are some, 
There used to be some people from, usually they are from, 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 the, from Mali and Niger who appear to be very, very spiritual. Always wearing white, walking barefooted. Then one day they say, hey, bra. And they tell you, there's a problem with you. Means that there's a problem. So they are going to prophesy with you. So this guy was passing by Kolebi, and he called no other person than uh, and then Aite. His name was Aite. He said, Bra, Hashem Moho. Then he said, said Wonsu, Hashem Moho. <laughs> the man was confused. <laughs> Nobody has ever told that he also has a problem before. Hashem Moho. They began to witness to this guy. The guy just walked away. The guy walked away. Praise the Lord. Are we learning something today? Clap your two hands for Jesus. So it only operates when we come together. It only operates when we come together. Don't forget that. And they will cease in heaven because they will speak a heavenly language. They will cease in heaven. If they talk, if anyone tells you that we'll turn speaking, we'll go on forever. It's not true. They will cease when we go to heaven because in heaven we shall all speak a heavenly language. 1 Corinthians 13, verse 8. 13, verse 8. 1 Corinthians 13, verse 8. Love never fails. But whether there are prophecies, they will fail. Whether there are tongues, they will cease. Whether there is knowledge, it will vanish away. This is talking about when we go to heaven. Knowledge will vanish away. Uh, prophecy will cease. Tongues will cease. Prophecy will fail. Now, why do we need to speak in tongues at all? What is the usefulness or the purpose of tongues? I'm going to go through these. I'll, I'll many scriptures. I'll give the scriptures to you. Write them down. I'll read some of them, but you can read them later at home. It's prep, homework. <laughs> the music department give us homework. They give us a, a song to learn. I'm also giving you homework prep. So why speak in tongues? First of all, it is evidence of infilling of the Holy Spirit. First and foremost, it is the evidence that is genuine, true tongues. Not fake ones, not learned ones. Tongues in a holy person, a holy believer, is evidence it is evidence that you are filled with the Holy Spirit. And if you are filled with the Holy Spirit, we are told that the Holy Spirit is your guarantee. He is your guarantee for the day of redemption. So if you have that, then you are sure that when Christ, if Christ comes today, he's taking you with him to heaven. And may we all end up in heaven. So evidence of infilling of the Holy Spirit. Now, the devotional tongues is a prayer language. A devotional type of diverse tongues is prayer language. You use it to pray. Pray. And because you don't have to think about what you are saying and how to say it. You see, when you pray in tongues, devotional tongues, you don't need to think of what does I pray for? What should I ask for? And how, what words must I choose? How should I phrase my sentence? You know, not, not thinking goes into it. You don't think about it. So you can pray, pray, and pray, and pray, and you don't get tired. You don't get exhausted. Mind doesn't get tired. Because you don't need to think of what you have to say, or how you should say it, or the words that you should choose. So you can pray for hours without ceasing. And when you pray with your understanding for a while, and you feel yourself getting tired, or you are running out of ideas, you switch to tongues. That's the way to pray. Paul never said, I will come to that prayer, pray, pray with understanding. You begin with your understanding, then maybe you run out of ideas. Then you don't stop. You switch to tongues, and an idea, go back to English or tree, or gun, whatever, and so on. You can go on for hours. 
without getting tired. So, the prayer language. 1 Corinthians 14, verse 2. 1 Corinthians 14, verse 2. For he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men, but to God. 1 Corinthians chapter 14. For he who speaks in the tongue does not speak to men, but to God. For no one understands him. However, in the spirit, speaks mysteries. In the spirit, he speaks mysteries. And people have criticized by saying, well, how can you decide? If it's the Holy Spirit, how can you decide to speak in tongues? And how, decide, how can you decide to switch tongues? Oh, yes. The Bible said that the spirit is subject to the prophet. The spirit is subject to the prophet. In other words, there are times when the spirit obeys us. The spirit explodes along with us. So, if I decide to pray, I begin by praying with my understanding. Then I decide that, oh, now I'm, I'm out of ideas. So, I will go switch over to tongues. And I began, rabba, rabba, kaba, rabba, so, rabba, robo, kabea, rabea, rakea, rabaya, robo, soyo, roba, kabaya, ndelea, kebaya, ndimayara. I don't understand what I'm saying. You don't understand. Only God understands. But in the spirit, I am speaking mysteries. May you all mystery in the spirit. In the name of Jesus. Let's give the Lord a big clap for in church. Tongues magnify God. They magnify God. Tongues magnify God. That's how I want to magnify God. You know, I don't know. I'm sure of you have experienced before. You want to magnify God. Then you say, oh, what words? What words can I choose that to magnify God? You know, I, I don't want to hear words. I wish there were some words that you know glorify God. I've said, I've, th- I've said thank you. I've said, Lord, I want you. I've said, Lord, you are great. Oh, I've said everything. What more? What more can I, can I say that will magnify God more than the ordinary words we know? But tongue speaking, do exactly that. And, verse 45 and 46, Acts 10 Acts of the, of the Apostles, chapter 10, verse 45 and 46. Acts 10, 45, 46. And those of the circumcision who believed were astonished, as many of them with Peter, because the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out on the Gentiles also. For they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. But they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. Amen. Amen. Tongues magnifying God. Of course, it edifies. The more tongues you speak, the more edification you receive. It edifies. Again, 1 Corinthians 14, verse 4. It edifies. It builds you up. It builds you up spiritually. It makes you more spiritual. First Corinthians 14, verse 4. He who speaks in a tongue edifies himself. But he who prophesies edifies the church. So the more you pray in tongues, the more you speak in tongues, you are edifying yourself. Edifying yourself. And then Jude, Jude 20. Jude 20. Jude is that before Revelation. Jude 20. Jude 20. Jude 20. But you, beloved, building yourselves up, now edifying yourself on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. But you, beloved, building yourselves up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. Now, Tongue speaking brings gladness in singing. Gladness in singing. There's a song by a Nigerian musician. Uh, is it Elijah Ulade or is that Spirit Spirit Pray? Well, some of you may have heard it. Spirit Pray. And the chorus goes like this: Spirit take control. Uh, spirit take control, 
Spirit, have your way. So, have you heard before? Or go and do your research. I like that song. And there's a lot of a lot of singing in tongues in that composition. Spirit take control. Spirit have your way. You know, the Holy Spirit will, is it's called spirit pray. The title is Spirit Pray. I think by Elijah Olade or something like that. And the chorus is there. And then there's a lot of tongue-speaking prayer in the background. And towards the end, they all begin to pray. While the music is going on, there's a whole congregation praying in tongues. And it's, it's beautiful. It's, I, I, I like that composition. I like it very much. And I know that, 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 that composition was, was inspired by the Holy Spirit. So this is again another prayer for you. Homework. Spirit free. Amen. So it brings gladness in singing. First Corinthians 14, 15. First Corinthians 14, verse 15. First Corinthians 14, verse 15. What is the conclusion then? I will pray with the spirit, and I also pray with the understanding. I will sing with the spirit, and I will also sing with the understanding. How do you sing with the, with the spirit? New songs. How? And it's, it, 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 it brings gladness. In fact, it's, it's sweet to the ears. Sweet to the ears. We pray, with, we pray in tongues. Yababa, Rabba, Kaburuba, Seyande. Singing. Ye mama, ye mama, ye mama, ye mama. Shibe yendere mayare baka seke yandea. Ye mama, ye baba yandere mayare boka beyande. Ye mama, ye mama, ye mama, ye mama. Kibe yendere mayare bosa beyande. Ile, 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 ile. Ile, 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 ile. mayare bosa beyande. Anyone listening to me who is uninformed, an unbeliever, will think that I'm out of my mind. <laughs> this guy is crazy. <laughs> but I'm not. <laughs> Let it be known to you that I'm not. In fact, I am more sober <laughs> and I'm more in my mind than you are. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> hey, mama, hey, mama, hey, mama, hey. Everybody has his own song. So may you receive your own spiritual song in the name of Jesus. Clap your children for Jesus. So, you see, that, so you have a choice. You see, you pray with your understanding, pray in the spirit. Sing with your understanding, sing in the So it can be switching back and forth, switching back and forth. And you can pray for a whole 24 hours without eating. Praise the Lord. Come on, turn for Jesus. <laughs> Bringing gladness. And as you go on, uh, you get this feeling of, you know, joy, gladness. Ephesians 5.19. Ephesians 5.19. Ephesians 5.19. Speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. All spiritual. Speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Singing and making melody in your heart, in your spirit to the Lord. It is a means of intercessory prayer. It is a means, speaking in tongues. Why do we speak in tongues? It is a means of intercessory prayer. Romans 8, verse 26. Romans 8, verse 26. A means of 
intercessory prayer. Romans 8, verse 26. Likewise, Romans 8, verse 26. Likewise, the Spirit also helps in our weaknesses. For we do not know what we should pray for, as we ought. But the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with, with groanings which cannot be uttered. The Spirit himself, the Holy Ghost himself, makes, makes, makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. If I want to pray for any of you, I don't know what your need is. Let's say I have to pray for Cecilia. Somehow I feel I must pray for Cecilia. I don't know what Cecilia uh, needs now. I don't know what her needs are. What, 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 what is it I should pray for her for? I ought to know, but I don't know it. I ought to know, but I don't know it. But the Spirit knows. The Spirit who searches all things, even knows the things of God, the house of God, he knows. So now the Spirit will use me to pray for my daughter. So yes, Father, I pray for Cecilia in the name of Jesus. I want to intercede for Cecilia. Lord, I don't know what to pray for her and as I ought to. So kabaya rabba sorobo kabeyando. Shabaya mareba kaseke yandi mayare. So, I'm interceding for her. May you intercede for each other. May you intercede for one another. In the name of Jesus. So, it's a very, very important point here. We cannot know everything. We cannot know everything. But when we depend upon the Holy Spirit, we shall have a very effective prayer life. Then your prayers are effective. When you're praying for the right thing at the right time, prayers are very effective. And I like this one. The next one, it is a source of spiritual refreshing. It's a source of spiritual refreshing. It is spiritually refreshing. And for that, go to the book of Isaiah. Isaiah 28, 11 and 12. A source of spiritual refreshing. Isaiah 28, 11 and 12. Isaiah 28, verse 11 and 12. A source of spiritual refreshing. Isaiah 28, 11 and 12. New King James said, For with stammering lips and another tongue, he will speak to these people. To whom he said, this is the rest with which you may cause the weary to rest. And this is the refreshing, yet they will not hear. Stammering lips. It is, when you, actually, when you look at carefully, someone is speaking in tongues, is that the person is stammering. And I know, years ago, I know a guy who used to stammer. He was a, he was a, a stammerer. Anytime he wanted to say something, before he could say that thing, we begin with two, 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 two. <laughs> Before I could say a word, let's say, mekwaba, two, 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 mekwaba. If he doesn't say two, 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 he cannot. The Bible says, as if we are stammering, tongue speaking is. The uninformed or non-believer will think that you are stammering. You are stammering. And yet, you don't say anything. That's all you say. So, even Isaiah, for as I said, with, with stammering lips. And... Uh, a different tongue. Tamarian lips and a different tongue. And it's refreshing. This is not, this is not stammering that is, is uh, oppressing. You know. And so, you know, somebody who is the, the, the normal stammering, before they can say, Papa, today, the other day, stand, 
two, 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 two before they can say the thing. But we don't do that. In that case, it's very refreshing. Refreshing. Hello. Have you seen Samuel before? Very bad ones. There used to be a guy in this church. I don't know. Now and then he comes. You know him. Uh, what was his name? Oh. When he was in school, SHS. Oh, the name. He, now and then he comes and then he goes. He has a come and go ministry. And he said when he was in SHS, when chapter 3, when he, came, when he joined us, there was a stammerer. A classmate of him was a very serious stammerer in the class. And he used to laugh at him. Some of you may remember, he used to laugh at him by imitating him. Then after a while, also acquired the, the stammer. <laughs> oh, yes. He couldn't talk. He was now also becoming a stammerer. And that's what drove him to the church, chapter 3. Oh, what was his name? What's his name? Oh. Whenever I will get, get he knows himself. He's not here. Now he will come, he will come in and then come and go, come and go, come and go. I don't know whether he's still stammering. And we pray for him. And and he began to manifest, he began to scratch his head. Remember, remember his oh. I think I remember the said name. Said name was Agogo. Agogo. He began to scratch it, and then, then he said, no, every time he, he feels like he carrying, he's carrying something on his head. He always felt he was carrying something on his head. Uh, Louis, yes, exactly. Louis Agbogu. Correct. Louis Agbogu. Now, I remember every name in this church. Even those who have gone away, I remember their names. Not all, but some. So I don't know whether he's still stammering. But he didn't talk about it, so maybe he had been delivered. But there are some who stammer, and they have to. If you are clever, they can even punch you. You can punch you, yes. Very bad ones. But in our case, it's refreshing. Refreshing. It's not violent. It's not aggressive. It is refreshing. And that's how you enter with it. You enter into a rest. You enter into a You become restful. become peaceful. become calm. In Jesus' name, just say amen. And of course, it is spiritually profitable for us all. 1 Corinthians 12, 7. It is spiritually refreshing for us all. 1 Corinthians 12, verse 7. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. 1 Corinthians 12, verse 7. But the manifestation of the Holy Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. And when tongues are interpreted, the church is edified. When tongues are interpreted, the church is edified. 1 Corinthians 14, 12 and 13. 1 Corinthians 14, 12 and 13. Even so you, since you are zealous for spiritual gifts, let it be for the edification of the church that we seek to excel. Let it be for the edification of the church that you seek to excel. Therefore, let him who speaks in a tongue pray that he may interpret. The Bible is saying that since you desire, if you are desiring to have the spiritual gifts, to speak in tongues, if you have the desire, let it be that you need, you, you desire because you want to you want it to bless the church. Not that you want to get it and, and feel good about it. Feel very important. Feel very great. No. Let it be. Because you want to excel, let it be that you want it because you want the Holy Ghost to use you to edify the church. And therefore, when the tongues come, when you get a gift, seek that you also will interpret. Because if you don't interpret, interpret then it's useless. Pray that you also interpret it. And if you've seen, because we don't have, uh, as of now, I believe that after these teachings, we shall all have, we shall have in this church, because we don't have, um, let her have, let her tell the vision that she has. Ask her what vision he has. So when somebody begins to speak in tongues, and I, I begin to ask the Holy Ghost for interpretation. 
interpretation. Interpretation. Without interpretation, that, that tongue speaking is, is useless to us. And the Holy Ghost will therefore always give that person the interpretation. So one person will have the gift of tongues and again, the gift to interpret. But it's more beautiful when one person has the gift, another person has the interpretation. So this one will speak the tongues, another one will interpret. Sentence by sentence, point by point. Point by point. And it's very, very beautiful. We, I used to have that intention early in my ministry. And I'm praying that after these teachings, we shall have this in FCAC. In the name of Jesus. Shall we all clap for Jesus? Again, 1 Corinthians 14, verse 5. Verse 5. I wish you all spoke with tongues. 14, verse 5. I wish you all spoke with tongues, but even more that you prophesied. For he who prophesies is greater than he who speaks with tongues, unless indeed he interprets that the church may receive edification. Then verse 26. 14, verse 26. 26. How is it then, brethren, whenever, whenever we come together, each of you has a psalm, has a teaching, has a tongue, has a revelation, has an interpretation. Let all things be done for edification. Amen. Now, briefly, very briefly, we talk about the gift or the interpretation of tongues. These are the gift of tongues. Now, the interpretation of tongues is another gift. Another gift. And again, the gift of the interpretation of tongues, the gift of the interpretation of tongues, is a supernatural interpretation by the Holy Spirit through a believer the meaning of the utterance in other tongues. Here, the person who has the gift is used by the Holy Spirit to give her the meaning of the tongues that are being spoken. And that's a gift. So now we have, in the group of the gift that speak, we have prophecy, we have tongues, and we have the interpretation of tongues. Right now, we come to the last part, briefly, the interpretation of tongues. Now, remember that we said interpretation, not a translation. The difference. Yes, it can be a translation, but very often it is an interpretation. Interpretation means that the Holy Ghost is now giving the meaning, the meaning of what was spoken in tongues, not necessarily a translation. When you translate, it's word for word, word for word, 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 the same thing. But the meaning is the substance of the tongues that were uttered. So we say that it is a giving forth. The Holy Ghost gives forth the meaning of the message. The meaning of the message. And that explains why sometimes the interpretation is shorter or longer than the message. This explains why sometimes, a lot of time, the interpretation can be very long or short. The person may speak in tongues for a long time, and then when it comes to interpretation, it's very short. So you may wonder, ah, how can... So all that he or she said that will have blessed you, have blessed you, is that all? And the person will be speaking for five minutes. And then the person can say, I bless you. I, the Lord, I say, I bless you. So you may not, if you have a case, you don't know this, you may not believe that this is the truth. But you're talking about the, the meaning, the, the, the giving forth of the meaning, not a translation of the tongues. Praise the Lord. Now, the gift of tongues is of no use, as I said before, without the accompanying gift of interpretation. The gift of diverse tongues, tongues, prophetic tongues, is useless. If we don't have the gift or accompanying interpretation, and the Bible makes it plain, makes it plain, 1 Corinthians 14, 12 and 13, 12 and 13, 1 Corinthians 14, 12 and 13, 
Even so you, since you are zealous for spiritual gifts, let it be for the edification of the church that you seek to excel. Therefore, let him who speaks in the tongue pray that he may interpret. Now, before I sit down in conclusion, church, we are plainly taught that the gifts or these gifts are for the edification of the church. They are for the edification of the church. Build up the body of Christ. To the unbeliever, they are a sign. But for the believer, it is for edification. The good, the blessing of the church. Edification, good, blessing of the church. The unbeliever is a sign. Therefore, these gifts are to build you up. They are for your good. And they are for your blessing. Therefore, they must not. They must not put fear into you. They must not pronounce anything on you that will take away your faith. In other words, when we come to church, when we come together, when we come together, when we come together, and these gifts operate, by the time you leave here, you, feel, you should feel you have more joy, feel happier. You should feel more edified, inspired than when you came in. You must have come in down, sorrowful, come in depressed, weeping, or even crying. But by the time you leave, uh, God has taken all that away. You don't, you don't come together and go away afraid. Because somebody has told you, the man of God has told that, oh, this year, your father is going to die. It's fake. Hello? So if so-called prophets and this year and mentions all the big names in Ghana, how they are all going to die, and leaves himself out, you imagine believe. You should just throw it away. And then when he says unconfirmed, <laughs> unconfirmed, let us pray. I mean, it's nonsense. Total nonsense. You prophesy and say it's unconfirmed. So God is not sure what he's saying. <laughs> now God is not sure what he's saying. And then you can pray if God is saying something. You can pray and change, change God's uh, mind. It's total rubbish. That rubbish. And yet, when we're having the inauguration of the president, they, they wrote the red carpet for this, this fool. Because of people who are not, they don't know what they're, they're about. They don't know what they're about. Know what they're about. I will never forget the day that uh, 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 John Evans, professor, is it a prophet or professor? Professor John Evans Atamels. Fifi, pro, uh, 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 Professor, where did the Fifi come in? John first. Professor John Fifi Atamels. Uh -huh. When he died. And they invited all these big men, you know, all the bishops that you know of, to the funeral. And they had a coffin there. And I was shocked when all these so-called bishops went and laid their hands on the coffin. What, what is it? Do you lay hands on coffins? Do you lay hands on dead bodies? Hello? I'll say it. They are supposed to know better. But they want to please some people. So you go and lay hands on them. Were they trying to resurrect him, wake him up? And then pray over the coffin. Pray over the coffin. Pray over the pray over the dead body. Why didn't they pray for him when he was alive? Now that he was he has dead being the motion, now they are going to pray for him. And these are bishops and our bishops. Hello? So you can see that even ignorance can go out to the archbishop level. Oh, yes. Don't think that because one is an archbishop, he knows everything. Foolishness can be with the bishop. 
Hello? Are you afraid to say these things? I'm not afraid. Because it's a fact. If I'm invited to lay hands, to pray for a dead body, I will not pray. What am I praying for a dead body for? And I said, lay hands. Praise the Lord. They are lucky that some, something didn't manifest there. Because they all have run away. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Clap your children for Jesus. So, beloved, Paul said, concerning spiritual gifts, I do not want you to be ignorant. Hey, and Paul made a very, very important point. Concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I do not want you to be ignorant. And I don't want you to be ignorant either. I don't want you to be ignorant either. Hello? Amen. Thank you for joining us for the Sunday morning's Bible study and sermon. We believe you have been blessed by the word. Join us same time next Sunday and have a blessed week.